Tampa Bay Buccaneers are Super Bowl 55 champions, led by Tom Brady. And that's it, it's over. This historic 2020 NBA championship belongs to the Los Angeles Lakers. Dodgers have won it all in 2020. Time down, the Lightning win the Stanley Cup. They have reached the top of the mountain. They are the Stanley Cup champs. Episode 46 of For Future Considerations. Hello, everyone. It's Manny along with Matt and John for another edition of this podcast. One of your favorites, I'm sure. At least top 20. They got to be top 20. We're easily breaking top 20. I'm I'm comfortable with 17 at this point. (laughs) Matt, how you doing, big guy? I'm good. Rashad, what's going on? I'm also comfortable with 17. I am a Vancouver Canucks fan, after all. <laughs> of course you are. Hey, boys, got the double vax on the weekend. Good for you. Yeah, yeah I'm I'm all loaded up, too. Yeah, yeah. attaboy, attaboy. Yeah, yeah. Has, has it kicked in for you yet? What? Huh? <laughs> <laughs> uh, it took me about 20 hours to kick in for okay. me. Okay. And I lost all my energy. Like, wow. it zapped me of my energy. Yeah, yeah. Uh, did you get the second dose yet, John? Uh, no, I'm due this Saturday at 5.30 p.m. There okay. you go. Yep. So yeah, don't do on, anything on Sunday. I was on <laughs> vacation last uh, last week, and so I wasn't going to use my vacation time to be sitting around tired and worn out. So I'll just do it this week when I'm working. Atta boy. Yeah, Atta boy. So uh, it kicks in for you on Canada Day? Is yeah, that what happens? Yeah, so I'll be seeing stars. <laughs> It's fireworks. I thought they canceled the fireworks, but they're still going on. Oh, man. Big shout out to Kim, Kelly, Jeff, Paul, among others. Uh, Long list. Can't get to them all. But big hello to those four in particular who reached out to say they enjoyed the podcast, uh, especially last week's episode. We appreciate the love. Yeah, we got a ton of feedback from our last two shows, including the OT with Ethan Burroughs of the Owen Sound Attack. Uh, great debate on social media as well. Um, podcast FFC, if you are checking out Twitter and Instagram for future considerations on Facebook. Uh, all the videos most of the time. Yeah. <laughs> and any of the other <laughs> news that's going on in the world of sports. If you noticed a pause on the Facebook posts. That was when Manny was uh, <laughs> was recovering from the vax. <laughs> Yes, the Facebook vaccine. <laughs> uh, but we're back at it. We're back at it. Did you get the Moderna or the Zuckerberg? <laughs> Don't get the Zuckerberg, whatever you do. Do not get the Zuckerberg. Oh, and if man. you follow us, uh, you would have seen the video from the Tour de France where a spectator caused that massive collision. Oh my gosh. <laughs> Did you see what that? What an idiot. Oh my goodness! And and the, the back and forth on our Twitter feed yeah. was unbelievable from who, some of the fans. Who are those guys? I uh, I didn't recognize either of names. I checked my phone after uh, after a couple of hours and. 14 notifications. Well, Tom, well, Steve, obviously you're not a cycling expert. Ooh, what, what just happened to our Twitter feeds? Oh, Scott was in there, I think, just egging on everybody in Europe. I wouldn't know anybody like that. Us. <laughs> just egging people on. But come on, you have to know better as a spectator than to stand over the road with a sign. 
I, what I was, you, what was your line, Manny? Isn't it great to have fans back? Yes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. When I posted, isn't it great to have spec- live spec- <laughs> spectators at live sports again? Uh, the only disappointing, disappointing part of that is the one person who didn't get hurt was the idiot with the sign. <laughs> <laughs> they needed a spoke right through the eye or something. <laughs> it was so bad. You too can <laughs> can watch that kind of content on our social media. You can send us feedback on social media, or you can email us at forfutureconsiderations at gmail.com. Let us know who you want to hear from on the podcast. And stay tuned at the end of this podcast. Uh, we're going to announce a special guest coming up on the OT. You're going to want to block off a couple of hours for this one. You're not going to want to miss it. Only because we just asked, how's he doing? How's he doing? But it's the best two hours you can't get back. Oh, man. Oh, man. <laughs> it's going to be beautiful. <laughs> and this uh, first podcast of the week is our debate show. And we have lots to talk about, including basketball, tennis, soccer, movies, and music. But we'll start with hockey. Face-off win to Kucherov scores! And he has double-dipped here in the third. The Tampa Bay Lightning drew first blood in the Stanley Cup final and looked really good in Game 1. How does Montreal come back? Well... Let's not write off the Habs just yet. I'm glad you teased the question is how can they come back? Uh-huh. Not will they come back, even though you guys might not believe they'll come back. Listen, I think uh, I think they really have to challenge Tampa Bay's D and get some traffic in front of Vasilevsky. But the biggest thing for me is the neutral zone. When they were successful against Toronto, against Winnipeg, against Vegas, they shut down their forwards through the neutral zone, got the puck. Transition game was very fast the other way. It looked like Tampa did that to them. Yes. In game one, if Montreal made a mistake at the uh, Tampa's blue line, the Lightning were back the other way. I think three of their five goals were scored on the transition game. So as much as everybody talks about special teams, which I think are very important, that neutral zone and not turning pucks over to create an odd man transition the other way, I think is key for Montreal. Not only the uh, the three of the four goals happening in transition, the three of the four goals happening on turnovers. Yeah. And, and that's, uh, or the three of the five goals, because uh, it would have been nice if they had scored four and maybe got, given up an extra one, but uh, <laughs> only for financial reasons. Yeah, how's that bet? <laughs> yeah. Oh man, I was looking pretty too. I, I was right there. And I uh, I had messaged uh, Rashad uh, because I wasn't going to bother you during the game. I said, I, I feel real good about... Tampa reaching the four, but I don't know about Montreal getting to the two. And then they got the one, but that was that was it. They no. needed the double doink to get the one. I know, too. I know. I think I think Tampa swallowed them up pretty good. I think it was a lesson in in this is how you guys play. We can do it better. Um, I thought John Cooper was the MVP of, of Game One. Uh, Line I matching thought, was so good. I thought he was dominant in in that end. And and for me, you know, you you mentioned special teams is is part of it, transition and all that stuff. Special teams for me is a huge part of this and, and Montreal has done very well uh, in the, the playoffs and, and really the, the penalty kill uh, they hadn't given up a power play goal and since the first round is that what it was yeah the, this game is, four yeah this is a new this is a new beast like Luke Richardson and and uh, all uh, their coaching staffs gonna be up at night uh, thinking about how to shut down those power play units because this Tampa Bay is the best puck moving power play I've seen in the playoffs 
Yeah, I'm glad you mentioned John Cooper because the line matching, putting Kucherov and Point up against Suzuki and mm-hmm. Caulfield, I think was a stroke of genius, keeping them away from Deneau. Yeah. Um, but you know what they say about hockey, a series really doesn't begin until you lose on home ice. So I want to see Montreal's response for sure. But let's face it, Tampa Bay... Four lines deep, four lines can score, six big D, and one of the best goaltenders in the world. They're going to be tough to beat. Yeah. But they're supposed to be. It's the Stanley Cup finals. Yeah. And they're the defending Stanley Cup champs for a reason. Yeah. You know, yeah, they're 18 mil over the cap, but. You know, oh, that no. that's allowed. Yeah. That's allowed. Yeah, it's you allowed, man. You can't make that up as an excuse. That was a stroke of genius when yeah. the, when it was first done, the first time it was done. By the Blackhawks. Yeah. 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 They thought that was that was brilliant. So don't expect them to change uh, if the if the rules there. That's uh, that's all all told for them. Big plug for Rashad too, who works the betting corner for for future considerations. He picked Tampa at the start of the he playoffs did. to win it all. He did. You gotta love it. Hey, eh? went out on a limb and picked the current champions. <laughs> I'm a brave <laughs> well, that's guy. All right. Every, everybody else in the group took the the top team in the in the league uh, for the year, right in Colorado, and then I. Well, and with Carolina, just because I liked uh, how they played in game one. Maniac. So. Yeah. <laughs> and with the Habs and the Lightning in the final, who would be your uh, Con Smythe winners? If Montreal wins it, it's got to be Carey Price. Yeah, I don't think it's it anybody is. ever close. Yeah, yeah. But the Tampa one is a bit of a debate. Like, sure is. I think I would go with Kucherov. Okay. Really? Like, yeah. He's got 30 points. Mm-hmm. Like I know Braden Point had a nine-game goal streak, mm-hmm. but I don't think he scores them if Kucherov's not passing them. Right, right. And I read a stat here, which I found astonishing. He's now had back-to-back 30-point playoffs seasons. The only other two players to do that, Gretzky and Lemieux. Wow. That's unbelievable that to is. me. Yep, that is. And, of course, I know people are going to throw in Vasilevsky for the MVP talk, mm-hmm. too, but I think i go with Kucherov. Yeah, I, I think it's down to those three. I would think Braden Point, uh, Kucherov, and, uh, Who's and your pick? Vasilevsky. It's Kucherov. Yes, it, it is. is. Yeah. Oh boy. Yeah, oh boy. same thing. John, what's your pick? Uh, I The two goalies, I think. I think for Montreal, Price and Vasilevsky for the Lightning. Mm-hmm. Safe bet, for sure. Yeah, yeah very definitely. safe. <laughs> and there's a dark cloud of the hockey world right now with an independent investigation being launched by the Chicago Blackhawks who are being sued after it has come to light that former video coach Brad Aldrich allegedly assaulted young players with the NHL team in 2010, and the Hawks did nothing about it. Guys, what are your thoughts on this? Just terrible when you mention sexual assault at all. It is absolutely disgusting. And if the independent investigation proves what is out there in the media, that the management, the upper management of the Chicago Blackhawks were asked to go to police and did not. The people involved should lose their jobs, period. Bare and they minimum. Sh- bare minimum. And there should be a criminal investigation into that. Um, I'm, he's al- Aldrich has already been charged mm-hmm. um, for uh, sexually assaulting other players in Michigan. Um which the Blackhawks gave him a glowing reference letter to get that job. Yep. And if they did that knowing what had happened in the past, that is absolutely disgusting. Yeah, I, I don't think there's there's much more to, to say to it. I hope they do as thorough an investigation as they possibly can uh, on this. Uh, I, you know, whatever they find, I hope the, the penalties uh, for it are swift and brutal. 
uh, and and I hope that there's you know a lasting impression of of what should happen to to people that are involved in this and especially in covering it up. A big shout out to Rick Westhead of TSN and Kitty Strang uh, from the Athletic who have been all over this mm-hmm. story. Um, I can't believe it's taken eleven years for it to come to light. This is incredible. You know, guys, I gotta be honest. I have goosebumps. Unbelievable. Oh my God. Oh, wow. And now it's time for our play of the week, picked by you, the fans and social media followers. We had a tie this week, but as a producer, I get to uh, pick the winner when there's a tie, and I pick this play from the NBA playoffs. Crowd are looking, throws it alley. Oh! So that play by DeAndre Ayton is the play of the week as the Phoenix Suns won game two at the buzzer. It was tied with the squeeze play with the Detroit Tigers that led them to a walk-off victory over Houston. Yeah. So, shocking turn of events about uh, two and a half days after the uh, <laughs> Twitter poll was closed. Uh, our good friend Adam Hooper chimed in and he wanted to vote for, again, shockingly, the Tigers. Um, big Tigers fan big that he is. Tigers fan, yeah. Big Tigers fan. Big Tigers fan. Loves Bryce Harper and loves the Detroit Tigers. Just ask him. And, uh, and so he, he picked that one. Uh, I mean, uh, I voted for the, as a Tiger fan, I voted for the DeAndre Ayton play. So John, know what you wish. John, nowhere to lie. Matt and I were watching the game together and we were shocked. We looked at each other, mouths open yeah. when the play happened going, oh my goodness. I don't know if anybody saw on social media, there was a great one with Michael Wilbon and Stephen A. Smith. Yes. When they watched the exact same play with their mouths wide open at the play. It was like a spitting image of Matt and I when we watched that play happen. It was unbelievable. Yeah, I I think uh, if you listen to the podcast at all, or John, you know us all very well, uh, there are very few times that Manny and I are sitting in the room and there's silence. (laughs) This was one of those times, except to break the silence was... I think it was Manny's, did that count? <laughs> and his fingers go over it. There's no question uh, that, that it was uh, it was a good play. Yeah. Wow. 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 <laughs> speechless. Left us speechless. Great play. Yeah. Our play of the week all the time. Brought to you by Shane Topolovic of Next Level Athletics in Windsor, specializing in sport training and nutrition. He inbounded the ball. If you watch it again... <laughs> He, he could was, dunk it. He, are you kidding me? You put him on Aiton's shoulders, and he re- got on his tiptoes. He might be able to touch the netting. He might. Hey, and by the way, look for our poll on Mondays. It's usually on for 24 hours. Okay, on our social media accounts, we give you plenty of time to vote. Every Monday, we post the candidates for the top play of the week at Podcast FFC on Twitter and Instagram. So, Matt, with that kind of timing from Hooper there, your Christmas present should be arriving any day now. (laughs) (laughs) He stopped buying me Christmas presents. He actually has a a wonderful new place. I was just out there last uh, last weekend, him and uh, and his lovely bride and the girls. And I have not seen so beautiful place, finished basement. He's got the whole thing. Where is it? Kingsville. Oh, yeah. Great place. But I left his place after we watched uh, a couple of uh, a couple of ball games at about 1030, 11 o'clock or so. I have not been around so many June bugs. Oh, one, really? Oh, Manny, it was disgusting. Like the crunch of snow when you're walking in it, 
but bugs <laughs> under your flip-flops getting to the car almost having to get out the the ice scraper to like wave them off so you can get into the car and then you got to drive and you can't use the wipers because you're just gonna smear the hell out of them oh it was disgusting i'm never going back there again <laughs> For those people who, who may not know the reference to June bugs, they're also known as fish flies. Yes. So, John, before you lived in God's country, you lived down here. Did you ever experience this? Yes, I did. And then also the other thing in Chatham, uh, crows. Crows are everywhere. Like, it's it's insane the number of crows. It's a that Stephen King movie? <laughs> yeah, that's Chatham. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Southwestern Ontario is close to the apocalypse. That's what we decided. <laughs> that's, that's what they've always said. The 401 ends in London, right? Right. But I've never experienced fish flies till I moved down here. And I'm like, what so is weird. going on? So weird. Like and they blanket you, your car yeah. or your driveway that you can't even see what the original color when of you're driving the item on is. Riverside Drive, there's a few places because Riverside Drive, funny enough, is right beside the river. And so there's a few convenience stores that are on that stretch or gas stations that have lights on us that you can't even see where the front door is. And I'm not exaggerating that much. It is disgusting. They're just coating everything around it. So I got to experience a, a lovely evening with uh, with Hooper and then that waiting oh for me in the goodness. car. Oh, it's well, close. Hooper, well, good. see you next year, buddy. Yeah. <laughs> you know what? I'll come out in the winter. <laughs> and up here, we have, uh, we're being overrun by caterpillars. That's our thing this year. Whoa. Really? Yeah. Uh, I I think I take caterpillars over fish flies. Yeah. yeah. Are they, like they're in your house and stuff, or they're just kind of all over? Just kind of all over, yeah. Not so much in the house, but they're stripping the leaves What's off the, sign the trees. Of that? What's the is there a, fish flies? They say it's good fish, right? Good, good for the good, good, yeah, good for the rivers, yeah. good for the waterways. Yeah, yeah, I don't know what caterpillars are. Yeah, I don't know actually. What about locusts, you get a lot of locusts up there. <laughs> <laughs> What's that sign of? Does Georgia Bay part in the middle sometimes <laughs> that you can walk across? Or the sea want? ever turn red? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> oh man and uh now on to baseball uh, heck, yeah. i don't know where to go the transition king there he is yeah hector santiago uh. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man, he's couldn't put in moses is hector santiago's nickname <laughs> moses or what <laughs> Speaking of things that uh, just don't belong. Speaking of foreign substances, there you go. There we go. <laughs> so Hector Santiago, the Seattle Mariners, has become the first pitcher, as we predicted it would come quickly, to be suspended for the use of foreign substances, even though he denied using it. Going into this, once once it came up, I was just like, I'm going to use rosin. That's what that's what we got. I don't want this to be a big thing. I don't want this to happen to me. So, um, and he said he just felt some stuff sticky on the inside of the glove. Um, so all I used was rosin. I mean, I used it on both sides, arms, sweat, trying to keep that sweat from dripping down to the hands. Um, I mean, that's the only thing I, I, I use rosin. That's about it. Guys, are you surprised by the suspension? And how do you think the process has gone? Is it growing pains or is it just absurd? Uh, Rashad, I don't know if you got the music tuned up or anything. Uh, I don't know how quick your your fingers are. If you want to get my little song uh, for for how stupid baseball is. 
could baseball be any less fun right now? Love is in the air. It's maddening every single week. Everywhere I look around. Baseball's got a massive problem. We talk about is baseball soft. I think the umpires are the softest Love is in the air. position every sight and every sound. maybe in sports. Somebody said I'm bad. You're out of here. Said it was a bad umpire. Just wait till the robots come, boys. Love is in the air. Robots don't have feelings. Everywhere I look around. I'm going anti-no-hitter. Screw them. I don't want to see them anymore. They're killing the game. <laughs> this look. I am I am all for getting rid of the foreign substances and, and obviously with spin rate numbers and everything we've seen as far as results, <laughs> Garrett Cole, over the last couple <laughs> of weeks when it's really been brought to light, it's obviously something that needs to be taken care of. This looks so stupid. It Like, you've got these guys literally taking their pants off in the middle of the field. You've got managers who are asking for a pitcher during an inning to get checked for the third time in four innings in action live. Nothing happens to the manager. It's basically just showmanship at that point. You've got this guy, and, and this is, you know, I, I don't know how, they, how, how they're going to do this. And this is, again, part of the process that should have been done. And, and I was watching the Sunday night baseball game at Hooper's place and they had Trevor Bauer on and God bless Trevor Bauer. will speak his mind about anything right, wrong, completely ridiculous. I thought he was fantastic in the interview that they did. Number one point takeaway from that is why is this happening in the middle of the year and seemingly just being made up as they go along? And it's because of the investigation and the reports and all that that came up. This is a knee jerk reaction with no planning for it whatsoever. So, I get that you've got to check these guys. You absolutely do. And and you've got to do it in between innings. I don't think it's affected the del- the length of the game or anything like that. You've got to get rid of doing it during the game. And if you can't get rid of it du- during the game, there has to be a swift penalty of the other team. You can't have managers that are like, can you check that guy? Ah, this Something isn't right. When you've got runners on second and third and two outs in the middle of the game, and, and that you, that cannot happen. That should be, if you if they don't find anything, you automatically get an out or a runner's taken off the field or something extreme. That is what I'm saying to that. But for Hector Santiago, he denies using it. He says it's rosin, which is obviously given and they have it on the mound and sweat. Uh, Take away from that. And I'm not suggesting that he's innocent or guilty in in this. So they take the glove away in like a body bag and they go investigate it. They eject him from the game immediately. What is the investigation that that takes place from this? If they are then testing that glove and they realize that it's rosin and sweat, you've just kicked a guy out of a game for no reason. You've suspended him without any proof or or any denial one way or the other. And and if you're going to do this in the middle of a game, you now have to set the other team up for maybe it's not Hector Santiago this time and the Seattle Mariners. And maybe we're talking about doing this two weeks before the, the regular season ends. And these are players that are going off for wildcard games. You know, you just ejected a guy for possibly not doing anything wrong. And we aren't going to know this until day, whatever, or ever. I don't know if they'll ever mention, oh, yeah, no, he found uh pine tar we found this and that on on the glove if you didn't find anything i want to know who the person is it's going to be like yeah that was that was sweat and rosin everybody 
okay, why did this guy get thrown out of the game? So there's so many things that you said there that yeah. I want to respond to. Yeah. Um, first and foremost, I think I was the one who said there there is going to be a suspension in soon. Mm-hmm. So I'm glad to see that it happened because I think this needs to get out of baseball. Totally agree with you that baseball has screwed this up. Mm-hmm. Just the fact that this has been happening not only for years, but for decades. Yes. And now they're only dealing with this. Because it's made out there. Is, is such BS. Same with the corked bats. Same with the steroids. Such BS. Nobody does anything about it until it comes out to light and then the public and as long, the media makes a big enough deal. And it's, oh, well, I guess we better fix this. Hey, let's just start doing this. Okay. So, and I'm glad you mentioned Joe Girardi, who asked to have Max Scherzer yeah. search three times in four <laughs> innings. Like, I think... Mid-inning, the, the third time. Right. I think manager, you get one shot. Because the umpires have already their own discretion to mm. check on their own. If you're a manager, you get one shot. And that's it. I think MLB has to institute that. Because Joe Girardi, here's the line... He jumped way over yeah. it to try to create something to get a competitive edge for sure. against one of the best pitchers in the National League. For sure. That's all that was. That was gamesmanship. And Absolutely. that was a bunch of BS. And MLB has to stop that. Okay? So I think there is a bit of growing pains here that leans to the absurdity of the fact that we have to go through this and MLB didn't have a rule already in place to have this checked. Mm-hmm. Um so the one thing that I did like, and it happened to Tigers pitcher Casey Mize, is if they thought the glove had foreign substances, they let the pitcher continue, but had him get a new glove. Yep. I don't mind that. No, I don't either. I don't mind that. I don't either. Because of what you just said. What happened if you kick Hector Santiago out and the glove proves that there was no foreign substances? You've screwed up the, that game, that team, that pitcher. Yeah. Right? The fact that they didn't announce his suspension till two days later tells me that they investigated his glove and found something. Mm-hmm. Okay? So maybe there was validity in having him kicked out. But I think there's got to be a better process that MLB has to find out that says, okay, if we think there's something iffy, he stays in the game but gets a new glove. Mm-hmm. And, right? and that's that's more than fair. And you test the glove and it comes back and you find something. That's when you get the suspension. Exactly. Yeah. No, I, I agree with that wholeheartedly. You have to, for me as a, as a fan, as a baseball fan, when you're trying to introduce this into, into the, the system, number one, I want to know what you found. I think right. that's important. I think you have to explain right or wrong what what you found and, and the ejections. You, you can't just... Throw somebody out because the glove is sticky and you're out of the game because just like we knew that this was going to happen at some point, we know at some point they're going to do a test on something or find something or whatever, and it's going to be sweat and rosin. And the Seattle Mariners, we'll just use them as the example because they're in the conversation, are going to be standing there wondering, okay, well, how are we getting this inning back or this game back or now we had to use our closer instead of this guy and now we can't use him the next day because he worked the day before when he wasn't supposed to and we got a cold pitcher because he hasn't had time to warm up right Right. that that you know as much as the concern is that the um the spin rates and the sticky stuff is is altering the game that they're in you ejecting this guy alters the game that he's in 
hey, right or wrong. And if he was cheating, fine, kick him out. Yeah. But I think there's got to be a better process to come to that conclusion. Right. And if you're cheating right now, after they've started this, that's you got to be the dumbest person out there. Right. You've got to be the dumbest person on the planet. And I know we talked about it last week. Ten games is two starts for a pitcher. Yeah. Not enough. What do you guys think about using a coach's challenge? I don't I don't like so and and I'm sour because of how the Girardi thing turned up. I don't think managers should be involved in this at all. I think this is strictly 100% on the umpires. I don't think you should be able to as a manager call in an umpire and say, "Hey, he's got sticky stuff on the mound." Because in and this is the 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 whole thing with the Max Scherzer portion of it. Like he was checked as he walked out onto the field before that inning. So Joe Girardi saying, hey, can you check that guy is suggesting that either the manager or the umpire didn't check hard enough and didn't find anything. Max has a magic bag of something that he pulled out in front of 25,000 people that nobody saw and rubbed stuff on his hat. And now he's grabbing at his hat or you're trying to slow down the game. You're trying to get in his head. You're trying to mess with him, yeah. which it did. So I don't think the manager should be part of it at all. And that's what I'll say about that. <laughs> <laughs> and another thing. <laughs> Are you ready? And now it's time for Rapid Fire, where we answer rapid questions rapidly. As we approach the midway point of the baseball season, who is the MVP so far? That was towards me, wasn't it? <laughs> How many times can you say rapid <laughs> in rapid succession? <laughs> What'd you say? What was the question again? <laughs> well, this is no longer rapid already. <laughs> <laughs> you know, John, I'm glad you asked because I've been running some. <laughs> What's the question? As we approach the midway point of the baseball season, who is your MVP so far? Oh, oh, okay. Yes, I did hear you yeah, say yeah. that. Okay, thanks, John. Uh, Otani's got to be, right? Like, there's not even a question, right? He pitches yeah. and he hits yeah. and he's among the <laughs> leaders in home runs. At both. Yeah. Yeah, come on. Yeah. Is there any other bunny who's close? The only other one, and and the reason that I I suggest him, and the only way he's going to win it, as far as I'm concerned, is if he wins the Triple Crown, is Vlad. It's the only other person I think that would get some consideration, but he's got a lead in RBIs, home runs, and batting average to even be in the conversation. If he does get Triple Crown, that's valid. Now you got to have a conversation, yeah. John, who's yours? Yeah, he's mine, but then I was thinking it's probably because I'm a Toronto Blue Jays fan and somewhat biased, but uh, yeah, hearing Matt biased. say that makes me feel a little better. He's saying something <laughs> positive about the Blue Jays. That's a crowning moment. That's right. National League is DeGrom, too. We don't even have to really right. hate on the DeGrom, National yeah, League. Yeah, DeGrom, yeah. He's dominant. It only took episode 46 for John to say something positive about a team. Yeah, one of his teams. Yeah. And uh, what about new uniforms for baseball's all-star game? Uh, players won't be wearing their team jerseys. Thumbs up or thumbs down? Uh, I've always liked the team jerseys. I know that they're one of the rare teams uh, or sports that does that now. Um, I Really, I've always liked, is, the, is it the Pro Bowl or whatever, that to just wear the team helmets? Yes. I always liked that look. But 
I like the jerseys of the, the those teams. There's more of a representative look instead of having a patch or something like that, like the NHL does or, or any of their teams. I would have been a little bit closer to being on board with this if you hadn't created the ugliest uniform of any sport <laughs> ever created. That I might be like, okay, that I, I could I could get into that. So I'd rather the team uniforms number one, number two, anything other than the uniforms they've created for the All Star game. Like I don't mind getting an all-star jersey Mm -hmm. um i just don't know about the jersey that they picked for this time around yeah i think they could have done a better job i'm in between the two of you i think in the nhl it makes sense to have uh, special all-star jerseys just because the game moves so fast it's hard to know who you're passing it to that quickly Mm -hmm. but in baseball i think they could have left it alone i liked having the players have their own jerseys you guys are all about tradition huh yeah (laughs) look Uh, We had another no-hitter. This will get Matt on another tangent. The Cubs combined for one against the Dodgers, and then we've had seven on the year so far. The over-under was 12. Manny said over, and Matt and I went under. Are we still confident? Uh, I'm more confident now because they've taken away all the sticky stuff. Right. I I was just going to say that. I was just going to say I'm less confident because now the pitchers are not as dominant Uh because Uh of the foreign substances. Spin rate is down. More runs are getting scored. The Blue Jays whack somebody Tuesday night. Mm-hmm. So uh, I don't know if we'll get to 12. Plenty of news from the NHL on Tuesday. Wayne Simmons signed with Toronto again. Ryan Nugent Hopkins re-signed in Edmonton. And Buffalo removed the interim tag and hired Don Granato as head coach. Which story will have the biggest impact? I don't know. Nugent Hopkins signing eight-year, $41 million deal? Mm-hmm. Like, that's a team discount to stay in Edmonton which I think the Oilers needed because they're up against the cap and have a lot of holes to fill. That's that's the biggest win out of out of all of these. You know, Simmons is an outstanding uh, outstanding player and a, and a great grit guy, and, and we're gonna have nine hundred grand a year, right? Like, yeah, that it doesn't break the bank. That's easy for sure. Don Granado, um, you know, did a decent job with Buffalo at the end of the year. I mean plugging in a head coach there you could probably get anybody and they're not really going to be able to to turn that around that fast you'll get a three-year deal which is pretty standard with the with the league and and uh and then the Nugent Hopkins a a team-friendly deal to come back gives them a chance to get an extra guy somewhere along the line where they need to I think that was uh, I, I'm surprised that it happened, uh, but I think it's a great win for Edmonton. Yeah, I think that's the biggest impact. Although, the NHL Awards Tuesday night, mm-hmm. Marc-Andre Fleury, Vesna Trophy winner. Yes, he did. John, you were with me on that, right? Yep, that's right. Okay. Connor McDavid, MVP. Mm-hmm. John, you were with me on that, right? No, I was. Adam Fox, Norris Trophy Amen. winner. Amen! <laughs> Matt, you called it. Uh, they finally looked at the numbers. They went past <laughs> the names, the jerseys. They they broke it down. They saw the value. That was well good, done, NHL. That was a good call. On well it. done. Do we, did we find out what the like how that uh, percentage breaks down? Did they release that? Uh, they did release it. I I I can't remember what it was, but they did release the the voting for it. I'll have to take that. I'll take a look at that one. <laughs> Yep, one out of three. That's going to get you in the Hall of Fame, boys. (laughs) (laughs) 
That was the one I really wanted to win of all of them. Like, I, no arguments with Flurry, no arguments with Connor McDavid. I really wanted Adam Fox to win. You picked Matthews. Yeah, I was going to say there was no. an argument. <laughs> yes, we did have an argument. Yeah, but I said episode forty-two. I don't think there's a chance that Matthews wins it, but he should. No, he should with the Norris. Let's not do this. There's again. no question. <laughs> No question in my mind. <laughs> yeah, if you want to hear this argument, go back to our previous episode. <laughs> we'll have to put that out on social media. Yeah, again. yeah. Part two. And uh, a rough day for Manny. We've reached the quarterfinals of the Euro Soccer Championship, and uh, his team is no longer in it. So who is going to win it all? Yeah, tough loss for Portugal on Sunday as I was recovering from the second vaccine dose. Um, They were the better club, though. They deserved better against Belgium, the top team in the world, by the way. But Portugal had a better showing than France in the penalty kicks, who blew a 3-1 lead. I've never seen that before. Like, if you're not excited about soccer guys after the round of 16, I don't know what your problem you know what, is. You know what, Rashad? I don't know what your problem Did is. Did you get in on this? My phone is blown. People I haven't heard from from college are, are messaging <laughs> me on Twitter, uh, texting me. I don't know if you know how they got their number. Oh, so so what do you think of soccer now? <laughs> Which Okay, the, this tournament's been going on for a month. You finally have two entertaining games, and all of a sudden it's like, oh, so you th- you don't find this entertaining? You don't like this? It's what about this product? Two. It's more than two. No. Even Portugal losing one nothing. There were there were games that I was one messaging nil. you and uh, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that I was messaging you and Rashad that like there's four games in the day, and there was a total of six goals scored and nine shots on goal. And all of a sudden, I'm getting messages from from Melissa, who's a huge fan of the show. I'm getting messages from you. I'm getting messages from buddies of mine that that tune in every once in a while too. They're like, "Oh, did you did you watch any of that? How about that three one and then they tie and then they go back? How about that?" No, I didn't watch. Okay, yeah, yeah. I, you know what? I'm gonna find one entertaining day of any sport on the planet because I'm a sports fan. But it was more than one. It wasn't. It was. John, help me out here. I'm still recovering from June 21st when <laughs> North Macedonia lost 3 nothing to the Netherlands. 3-0. And the Netherlands got upset, too. The Netherlands got upset, yeah. yeah Manny's getting the upset. greatest tournament ever. <laughs> <sighs> Let's get to another tournament that might be interesting. Rashad, I know this is coming up in, uh, in rapid fire. Hey, are you guys watching Wimbledon like I am? <laughs> no! Hey, what about the next thing that we're going to talk about, Rashad? <laughs> No, I don't. Oh, I, I, What's happened at Wimbledon? I have no yeah. idea. Uh, biggest news is uh, Serena was injured. Um, a couple of players have slipped on the grass, and this is actually a fairly common thing um, at the start of the tournament when the grass is a little bit slippery, and uh, yeah. she went down and uh, and ended up withdrawing. Did she go? Ooh, she oh, she withdrew. withdrew. Yeah, yeah. Oh, so who's the uh, who else is there? <laughs> Who am I putting money <laughs> on another, now? Yeah, who's another female tennis player? I know Bianca's not playing. I know uh, uh, no, she, Jeannie's no, she not, is. right? Oh, she is? Yeah, she is. With a new coach. <laughs> yep, and she uh, drew Elise Coronet for her first match, and uh, that is uh, Wednesday morning, I believe. Um, it got bumped. And then uh, I think Barty is probably my favorite on the women's side. Okay. You Barty. heard it from John's Barty. betting corner. Yep. <laughs> Party for the win. Book it. And uh, we posted this on our social media accounts. 
He's got a lot of space out there to the left. We'll see how aggressive of an angle he puts on this, or if he keeps it more neutral and just lets the disc drag over. He's using that envy again, so it's a putter. Unbelievable. What did we just watch? A great throw at the Disc Golf World Championship from 247 feet. So one, did you know there was a Disc Golf World Championship? And two, when are we playing? <laughs> I did not know there no. was a World Championship. No. That was an unbelievable throw. That was, did you see, like, the throw was unbelievable. You see the crowd? The fans! <laughs> <laughs> that looked like the crowd that follows Happy Gilmore around. Yes. Like that was a real life crowd from Happy Gilmore. That was real life Happy Gilmore. You're right. <laughs> it was awesome. See, that's a sport I can get behind. <laughs> Look at all the action, the excitement. The guy made the frisbee go 247 yards in a curve, drops it into the bucket. If that's what they called it. There was another birdie that was from way out that the guy... Uh, it was awesome, awesome highlights. That was really good. I'm in. Who's your, who's your guy in that? We got to pick a guy. <laughs> I don't know the players. I just want to play. When Is are we playing? Anytime, man. I, I want to play. I don't know. I'm ask, in, ask Ontario. Are the disc golf uh, courses open? Or <laughs> we got to be careful with that, too. Um, that was the most exciting thing I've seen since... Uh, who had the half-court basketball? Do you remember that a few years ago? Wasn't there a rapper who started a half-court basketball league? Oh, is that oh, the N1? That's uh, Ice Cube, wasn't it? Yeah, Ice Cube. Yeah, yeah. 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 What, what happened to that? I have no idea. I don't know. <laughs> I just hope the Disc Golf World Championship continues. Look at this. So the PDGA, look at the guy on the front. Look at this guy. That's the guy who threw it. That's the guy who threw it. Yeah. What a legend. What's his name? I don't know. It's not Shane Topolovic (laughs) of Next Level Athletics. I can tell you that. What a stud this guy is. He looks like John Rashad with hair. So that was the (laughs) P... Yeah. (laughs) Got (laughs) it. Gee, I remember that when I was 23. Yeah, this well, this guy's got, got hair for days. But we've got, uh, so then the PDGA Junior Disc Golf World Championships, July 7th to 10th in Emporia, Kansas. The Professional Masters Disc Golf World Championships is August the, the uh, 3rd to the 7th. And the Amateur Disc Golf World Championships oh. is at the end of August in Orlando. We're going to Orlando, We're boys! Going. We're going to Orlando! Wow, I got to find some of these guys. Who are these people? <laughs> what else you got, John? What else you got? <laughs> also trending on social media is Karate Kid, a sports movie. Oh, I saw this. Oh, yes. I saw this. Yes. It is a sports movie. I'm saying it's a sports movie. Oh, it's a sports I agree. drama. It's a sports drama. It's a drama, all right. <laughs> oh, I'm, I'm so annoyed that I've oh, got to agree. Oh, come on. This, our friendship on. is going to hinge on this, Matt. I'm come so, on. I'm so annoyed that i got to agree. But, it, yeah, it's a agree. sports movie. For try sure to tell is. me. Try to tell Chuck Norris that karate's not a sport. For come sure on. It is. For sure it's a sports <laughs> movie. Absolutely. Okay, wait then. Are we... I don't even want to do this. So is know. Die Hard a Christmas movie or not? Die Hard's a Christmas movie. A no! thousand percent. Yes, no, it is. A thousand no! percent. It's a Christmas movie. Oh, a thousand sorry, percent. Did you leave for a minute there? <laughs> I was worried I was yelling too loud, so I moved back from the microphone. 
You're that annoyed, are you? That is a Christmas movie. It's a Christmas action movie. Two of my wedding party disagree with me on this. <laughs> yeah, I didn't oh. sign anything, man. I... <laughs> you said, don't swear. Don't kiss the bride. <laughs> you didn't say anything about having to agree with Die Hard. <laughs> <laughs> wow, you are not the people I thought you were. Oh, it's a good thing. <laughs> <laughs> and finally, DJ Khaled has released a new song called I Did It, which samples Layla. And Maya wants to know if we would pump it or dump it. Oh, Maya, good question. Maya. Layla, the Eric Clapton song. Yep. We the best music. Another one. DJ Khaled. What do you think? Pump it. <laughs> I like it. Yeah, so do I. I like it, yeah. John. Yeah, I like it too. Well, Maya, keep sending in the music. Keep sending in the music questions. Every week we should have, because Rashad, you're all hot in the hits, right? You, you know, uh, every uh, every week we should have a, uh, a pump it or dump it, a new, new release song or something like that. Okay, I heard one actually today if we want to go for one more here. Do you guys know who Dua Lipa is? Yes. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Are you kidding? <laughs> I wish she was at your wedding. <laughs> she just put out a new song that I think samples. Do you remember White Town, Your Woman from the 90s? Yes. 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 So. There's a sample of that in there, and I kind of enjoyed it. You got me in love again. You got me in love again. Is it Glass Tiger, My Town? Is that what you said? No. <laughs> White Town, I your woman. I don't like that. I don't like I'll that go song. go to my town. <laughs> <laughs> no CanCon needed on this podcast. <laughs> All right, and that is the end of Rapid Fire for this week. So thanks to everyone who sent in questions, and uh, you can do that too for our next podcast at fourfutureconsiderations at gmail.com. Yeah, keep the emails coming in about the songs too. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Pump it or dump it. Win. Maya, thanks for that. Let's get some more next That's week. Huge. Let's listen to DJ Khaled around <laughs> Christmas time, throw some Die Hard on. <laughs> yippee ki uh, <laughs> Hey, the hips got some new music. We already did that one, right? Yeah. Hey, if you're uh, if you're on the on the on the social media, um, great videos, great plays, uh, great highlights, everything that you need for future considerations on Facebook uh, in a couple of days and <laughs> and, and podcast <laughs> FFC uh, on Twitter and Instagram. Maybe fewer videos, but. <laughs> Still plenty of content on our social media accounts. We want to thank our sponsors on the show, too. London Awnings, quality that shows. Shane Topolovic of Next Level Athletics and Windsor specializing in sport training and nutrition. I think his slogan is pump it, isn't it? (laughs) Pump it or dump it? Well, from his recent stories, he's been pumping a lot. (laughs) Did Matt just fall on the floor? I don't even know how I start to work out. Oh no! 
And if you missed our previous shows, uh, go back and listen to interviews of Ethan Burroughs, Luke Boca, Rocky Thompson, and more. John, you lost us. We got a great interview coming up on Friday for the OT. Special guest, two-time Stanley Cup champion, Mike Fuda, who is going to join us to talk about the NHL season, the upcoming NHL draft, oh. what he's doing, and uh, if if you want to find a, a better storyteller in, in the hockey world, uh, I don't think it's going to happen than, uh, than what Futes is going to bring, I'm oh, sure. Oh, I'm looking forward to that. He's always been a great storyteller. We've known him going back to our days in Owen Sound. Really looking forward to that conversation. We might get a word or two in edgewise <laughs> for the interview, but looking forward to that, John. <laughs> you don't want to miss that. John, Matt, John, we're, we're off the race. Uh, on that note, we got to say goodbye. Oh, John, take us away. All right. Until then, <laughs> thanks for listening to For Future Considerations. That was a disgraceful performance, in my opinion. In my opinion, that sucked. Their mentality's awful. Their attitude's awful. It's been their M.O. for the last three years. Tonight I saw and heard one of the most disgusting, rudest, sick demonstrations in my entire career. Probably the worst. It's garbage. And the editor that let it come out is garbage. You're still here? It's over. Go home.